0: Before we get into this episode, I want to thank our sponsors. and We just keep adding to the list, and I'm so honored and humbled by that. I appreciate people's support. Uh, I want to start off with our local folks here in the Houston area, uh, Conroe, Texas. Uh, the name of the company is Summer Moon Coffee, and friends of our family have started this coffee shop. And I want to thank Wyatt and his team for Taking care of uh, the community and for serving and just providing great product, great atmosphere. Summer Moon Coffee in Conroe. Also, uh, good friend of mine, uh, veteran U.S. Army veteran and man of faith, uh, Randy Laver in Indiana, who. Started a company called Armored Nation Coffee, and he has provided us with opportunities for savings. If you type in last in line, when you go to his website, armoredcoffee.com, you'll get a 25% discount on the greatest coffee to date that I've seen and tasted from the great state of Indiana. Let's put it that way. Uh, It's very good. Very good. And and he's a great guy. And the, the mission he has is to take the gospel to the marketplace. So thank you, Armored Nation Coffee. Also, Do Work That Matters is a fairly new sponsor, young man who is out showing appreciation with an apparel line that he's created for first responders, people in the community that serve, give back and do work that matters. He's created a clothing line. He's been gracious with giving us some of his merchandise, and uh, it's great stuff. Love the logo. So thank you to do work that matters. Most recently, uh, we've added uh, the Cowboy Revolution Apparel Company, and I came across him on Instagram and just reached out, and we connected, and he was nice enough to send us some things and uh, love the logo, love his Brand and uh, Cowboy Revolution Apparel is our newest sponsor. So I say go check them out on Instagram and uh, go to their website and uh, cowboyrevolutionapparel.com and get some of their stuff. It's awesome, worthy mission. And Kevin Fulton, and I want to just thank him for reaching out and supporting Last in Line podcast with the t shirt. Uh, they've got a really cool logo, a cool Instagram. Uh, page they've got a website uh, that says they lead like lions is a christian lifestyle brand to help men become stronger physically mentally and most important spiritually to lead their families as god has created them to do so i want to thank lead like lions uh, last but not least gridiron coffee and thank you to brad for connecting with me on his inst- uh, Instagram and just offering to support our cause here at Last in Line. Brad uh, has a amazing business that he's started. Uh, great coffee, great product, and as you guys know. My blood type is dark roast and he's speaking my language, sent me some coffee, sent me a shirt and he's all about the gridiron, the football field and athletes. And, uh, that's right up our alley here too. So I want to thank Brad for all the great work he's doing. Go to his website and order some coffee sponsor. Um, uh, some efforts to provide a scholarship for a deserving athlete uh, that Brad is behind doing, uh, raising money for that scholarship. So go on his website, find out how you can give to that cause. Thanks again, Gridiron Coffee. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Uh, It's good to be on with you. I had something kind of come out of the blue with, uh, A topic I wanted to discuss and you ever just get one of those ideas and you don't really know why and then you start thinking about it and it starts to unfold and you're like I can't really explain this but you know uh, we just roll with it and so that's the luxury of being the boss of me uh, when it comes to this podcast. So hope you guys enjoy today's session uh, episode. I've got my uh, Armored Nation coffee here. And I've got my uh, Oklahoma Sooners baseball hat on—not uh, field hat, but it's a hat. And uh, being from Oklahoma, uh, apologize to my sponsors today. This particular episode, I'm going back to the old stomping ground of Oklahoma where I grew up. So I will have sponsor gear on the next time. Um, so anyway, I wanted to just talk to you today uh, about the game of baseball and the parallels there are in life and some of the pearls of wisdom that I gained and that I know others have gained who have played baseball. Those of you that don't know or haven't played it, bear with me today because there are some serious parallels on what we can do in life uh, that... If we master these in the game of baseball, we master them in life, most likely. And there are similarities. But you don't have to have played baseball to get these analogies and to understand the principles and apply them. So all that to say, pardon me. Ah, Thank you. I had to get a drink of that coffee. All that to say, I'm calling this this episode title is Diamonds and pearls. So baseball diamonds and the pearls of wisdom that come from the lessons that I learned and that a lot of people learn on the baseball field. Diamonds and pearls. So the diamond, I'm going to tell you, the baseball diamond is a sanctuary of sorts for the Shibley family and has been for years. Now, granted, we've kind of gotten through that season and moved on past the sport of baseball as far as kids playing it in my family, but we still love it. We still watch it. My oldest son's still coaching it. Uh, My second son, my 21 year old, almost son is giving lessons. He was a pitcher. So it's still in the blood. It's still around. Like we're still going and seeing the same people play that we used to know and their kids are playing. And so it's, it's fun. It's a fun journey. And uh, but I tell you, learned a lot from the baseball diamond and baseball um, if you don't know is a huge game of failure and it's i would say 70 uh, percent of some of the best players in the game fail in the batter's box or fail as to say they don't hit safely they don't get a base hit uh they definitely don't hit a home run uh in you know even three out of 10 times. But the Hall of Fame is full of people that failed seven out of 10 times with batting averages of, if you're doing the math, 300. Lifetime batting average of 300 says that the seven times out of 10, they did not get a hit. So baseball's a rough game. It's uh, it's a game of failure for the most part. And so that in and of itself alone equips us for life. And I would say that my kids learned... How to accept it in the moment, but not live with it and let it define them moving forward. So they understood the game was going to present failure a lot, but they knew how to stick and move when that failure ensued. And then they knew how to refine their skills to avoid that same failure, hopefully. Now, yes, there are times where in life we get the same curveball that we just can't seem to hit. Metaphorically speaking, but we get better at how we handle it. We get closer to hitting that curveball. We get more, uh, I guess, in tune with our feelings in the aftermath of that letdown, possibly. So, baseball is teaching us. It teaches us a lot. Like, it teaches us how to deal with failure. But I'll tell you about three things that I got the pearls of wisdom, mostly that I took from a lifetime of playing, coaching, being around the game of baseball. So the first one I'll tell you is it's going to be, these are going to be simple too. They're going to be, you don't even have to really know baseball to get this. So the first one is going to be kind of straightforward. It's going to be eye on the ball. Like I learned, obviously in life, keep your eye on the ball. A lot of us don't, well, a lot of maybe you, I think my family right now, I could say we've got a good bit of, of people who have good hand-eye coordination in our family. We, um, my kids, my wife, me, have all been pretty good with hand-eye coordination. So keeping our eye on the ball and managing to execute the tasks that are needed to be effective in a game baseball, or in my wife's case, softball, that comes in handy. But I will tell you, even if you don't have great hand-eye coordination, you can still manage to be effective if you keep your eye on the ball. In life, we may not be the most skilled people at a certain thing. But let's say in our job, okay, in a relationship, let's just say like if we aren't as Gifted as somebody else is in communication, in sales, in technology, in conflict resolution in a relationship, let's say, if we're not the best skilled at it, if we keep our eye on the ball and understand what the end game is, the long game, the reward at the end, we can usually navigate through that water. We can usually figure out through the maze how to get to that cheese at the end, like but it, it takes really focusing on the ball. Whatever that ball is in your life, like your job, if you keeping the eye on the ball means you're just going every day, you're reliable, you're consistent, you're a good team player, you're coachable. If you're in it for the long game, which is sustaining a long career at that place, an income, if you're in sales, a lucrative compensation package if you do well but your reason and a lot of people call it your why so if you keep your why in focus then that's keeping the eye your eye on the ball that's important that's really important because you don't have to always be the most skilled individual it's easy to be distracted it's easy to take our eye off the ball when something doesn't go our way always or when a relationship doesn't turn out like you thought when a person doesn't respond or react the way you thought it they would or should that becomes a situation where you you take your eye off the ball you start realizing or you start not realizing or remembering that the relationship is going to be rocky it's just like baseball you're going to miss the ball some right but you got to keep your eye on the ball which is the eye on the ball in this case in a relationship would be Longevity, loyalty, honor, service, love, intimacy, like affection, speaking how you want to be spoken to, but speaking in a way that honors your spouse. So the eye on the ball in a relationship, like if we take our eye off of that, we can get really twisted and we can get really skewed in our perspective, which downstream of that, obviously the ramifications are, you know worst case scenario, broken marriage, but in the, in the small granular scale could just be silent treatment. could be strife, conflict, um, dissension, those kinds of things, resentment. So keeping the eye on the ball is look, this is relationships for life. There's no plan B. There's no divorce. There's no, we love each other. We're loyal. This is it. Like we honor them the way they honor us. Like if we know that those are the basics and we keep the eye on the ball, that that's going to that's gonna reap a harvest in a relationship. It's going to reap a fruitful harvest. And so in a job even, like I said, uh, keeping the eye on the ball. Baseball, I mean, you cannot hit a baseball or catch a baseball with your eyes closed. With looking somewhere other than the ball that's coming at you, you really can't. You have to be laser focused on that object coming at you. Just like in life, at work, in a relationship, you got to keep your eye on the ball. Second, pearl of wisdom from the diamond the baseball diamond for those of you that don't know it's shaped like a diamond in the infield so that's where i'm getting this if if you're really like been under a rock your whole life and don't know that uh i figure i clarify but uh anyway so you gotta fall in love with the fundamentals this is number two the basics the fundamentals The footwork, the handwork, the positioning of your body, the reaction to either another player or the ball or a situation. Like there are basic fundamentals of fielding, throwing, catching, hitting, right? Basics, even in football, you know, blocking and tackling. Like we talk about those, that vernacular for base football players is. You know, if we're talking basics, they're like, hey, blocking and tackling. That's what it's about blocking and tackling. And so that's a way of saying keep your eye on the fundamentals, right? Or keep fall in love with the fundamentals because those, you know, if you can give me a team or a group of people uh, or a family that get the fundamentals of life, the basics, the consistency, the character, the integrity, the servant heart, the putting God first, like that's a basic fundamental. Uh, So if you give me somebody that has those basic groundwork, fundamentals, foundation, we can do a lot with less talent. And uh, so fall in love with the fundamentals. We get, I think we get, and I'm speaking to me too, like I I can speak for myself, but you get too enamored by the flashy, sexy, sexy, You know, skills that are maybe on the elaborate side of things or they're spectacular or sensational. Like, we want to be so spectacular, I guess is just the right word. Like, we want to be that. We, yes, we want to be outstanding and great and, you know, good's the enemy of great if you ask certain people, but yeah, we want to be exceptional, but we can't put that above losing sight of the fundamentals, the basic core, the basic DNA of us in our sales role, in our job role, in our relationship role, uh, with our friends, you know, in our whatever we're doing, we've got to be able to feel the ground ball, basic ground ball. We got to be able to step and throw. We got to be able to catch the baseball, keep our eye on the ball, catch basic stuff. We got to be able to swing a bat, see it, hit it right i'm using these baseball analogies and and maybe they're way you know maybe they're going over your head i don't know but it, it's true in life because when i try to do more than what maybe i'm capable of or maybe more than is necessary in that situation i think i only make it worse like basic fundamentals let's take communication for instance in a marriage okay this is an area where I've been fairly um, deficient at times in uh, full disclosure. I mean, I'll tell you, like, I, I think I've dropped the ball a lot in communication with my wife in, over the years. Right. I, I mean, not all the time, but there are times when I get heated or we get fired up and I say something or I, you know, just kind of throw out a little joking jab that's unnecessary, and then it goes too far. Or whatever. Basic communication fundamentals, right? I, I don't see down past immediate results. Like, I don't think okay, this could hurt her. This could be, in, you know, this could maybe play into her insecurity some. This could maybe bring up old wounds or memories for her, or this could fill in the blank. I don't think about that, right? I'm in the moment. And sometimes that happens to us Is you know, wherever we are, like we stop thinking about basic fundamentals and we think I got to do more. I got to be this. I'm not really qualified for this, but I'm going to be this. I got to be flashy. I got to be seen. I got to be at the top of the mountain and looking down at everybody so they can see me. Like we get trapped in this world of sensationalism, addiction and, We lose sight of basics, basics, baseline, ground zero fundamentals in that situation with my wife, like listening, right? If she has a problem at work, I got to fix it. I got to give my two cents. I got to be, like, you know, Mr. Opinion, Mr. Solution, Mr. Well, if I had, if it was me, you know, one of those guys, instead of, hey, all right, tell me what you need. Like, do you need me to try to fix it, bring a solution, or do you need me to just listen? Do you need me to, I don't know, get mad with you? Uh, or do you need me to calm the situation for you? Like, I I've never been good enough in the moment to stop and ask. But Communication 101 fundamentals would tell you, stop and wait and listen. Like, that's just one example, but that's fundamentals in a relationship communication fundamentals in a job basics like go be consistent be reliable be coachable be good team teammate uh be driven don't be need to be babysat like these are things that are basic fundamentals to effective people working effective leadership effective um production in general So that's the second one. So, like we're we're talking about, you know, diamonds and pearls today. The pearls that we got, that I got, that I watched my kids get from the baseball diamond. So diamonds and pearls. And the first one I told you was eye on the ball. Second one is fall in love with fundamentals. Okay, and the the final one, the last one, is embrace failure. All right, we talked about that in the beginning. And I'm going to just book in this conversation with failure. So, when I say to embrace failure, that doesn't, I didn't say enjoy failure. I didn't say seek failure. I said embrace it and understand the expectation that might be attached to a situation that might include failure or falling short. So scared of that word. Like we really are scared of it. And and I get it. We're not trying to fail. That's not what I'm saying. Nobody would think that. That's like the saying of, uh, you know, I want to be the best version of myself. Who wants to be the worst version of themselves? Like, I don't think failure, embracing failure means we seek it or want it or desire it or love it. But we know what to do with it because we expect that that might be an outcome. Depending on the situation, right? Like, I think when we start expanding our capacity for growth and learning and just trying to refine a skill set or grow a skill set, like, I think we got to expect look, I may not be good at this, but I'm going to try it and, and know that we're coming back for more. Even if we do fail, we're coming back. Okay. We're bought into this process. We're going to come back and get it anyway, regardless of the outcome, knowing that I'm going to get better every time and eventually I'm not going to fail at it. Like, that's, That's what I think we got to get to the the natural progression of embracing failure is in your mind, you get it, that it's, it's a possibility. You still go at it hundred miles an hour, not fear of failure, but understanding, okay, look, this, this is a little bit new territory for me. I may not hit the mark exactly, or I may fall just short. I'm good with that. Like we can be good with that, right? That potential outcome, um, if we have that perspective that I'm still coming the next time I'm going after it again. And so the problem in baseball, I mean, to make the analogy consistent here, like you go up to a, uh, to bat against a pitcher throwing 95 miles an hour. And, and you're probably not expecting to hit a home run every time. I mean, let's be honest. You might just be okay with making contact. Like if I hit the ball, I'm glad because he's, he's filthy. This guy is really good, throwing really hard. Okay, If I hit the ball hard, but I get out, am I deflated? Is my confidence depleted? Am I pouting? Am I done? Am I just discouraged? Am I a piece of garbage? No. No, because the scale by which we measure our success or significance has to be relative to a situation. It can't always be based on our past success because our growth depends on pushing our limits down the road and if we're totally like locked into our you know defining ourselves by okay i was good at this so i'm definitely going to be good at this you know and i don't expect to fail because i've never failed at that so why would i fail at this so if you're pushing yourself and your limits then yeah it's going to be a challenge just because a guy can hit a 95 mile an hour fastball over the fence does that mean he's going to go out in the golf course and and be a scratch golfer ready for the professional tour absolutely not so that's what i'm saying like that same guy can't go on the golf course and expect i'm going to be a stud because i'm a stud over here but if i break that down and bring it down to ground zero for us like if your boss asks you to do something different if you're in sales and you're really good at sales but then he wants to maybe expand your skills based on your growth and career path desire like you might have to be coaching new employees well you may not be great at that not all great players make great coaches so what if you're a really good salesperson but then you go over here and you struggle with coaching an employee does that mean you suck at coaching? No. Does that mean you should never try it again? Never pursue growth or management or leadership? No. It means it's a different skill set. It means embrace that failure right there. Embrace, because really what that is, what failure is, guys, is it's, it's the road signs alerting you to the things you need to change or, or ways you need to make adjustments. It's the construction road work sign saying, look like up here is a pothole." Okay. Your failure in coaching that employee. Hey, that's an alert alert. You need to work on your communication skills or you need to work on, you know, maybe some empathy listening skills. Maybe what made you good in sales won't necessarily translate to making you a good coach. Those are the things that's the alert system. That's the, the failure is the, the blinking red light within you going, okay, check, okay, I'm noted, right, noted, I got to work on this. Uh, but doesn't mean you can't be good at it. If I struggle, like in baseball, if I struggle to hit that 95-mile-an-hour fastball, guess what? I need to practice hitting that same thing. That way when I get in the game, I get better at it, and I'm more confident, and I'm not – i'm not really considering the failure piece as much right but if we embrace a failure situation potential it only means that we're pushing ourselves beyond our capacity our comfort zone which is a good thing so we need to expect that could be an option failure could be a potential but the more we do it the less that becomes an option or potential so embrace failure So I don't know. I had fun uh, going through some of this because baseball, man, it is a game of failure. I had fun going through some of the parallels and the diamonds and pearls and pearls of wisdom from the diamond, the baseball diamond. Like, I I love talking about analogies with sports and you guys get it. Like, I know you'll you'll take something from this and and really start to kind of apply it and understand, like, it's all about how we see. Out there, it's all about how we see our opportunities, our potential, our skills. It's all about how we see our surroundings, our perspective, right? It's how we see the ball, it's where our focus is, it's what matters most, keeping the main thing the main thing. And it's then it's fall in love with, you know, fundamentals. It's all in how we see that. Are fundamentals boring? Maybe, but repetitive repetition, doing the right reps, they get second nature, right? They get routine they become part of who we are and then we don't even really have to think about it, but we're solid there. All right. And then finally embracing failure. Um, again, I, uh, I hope this was good for you guys. I enjoyed it. Had fun today. Thanks for letting me have a cup of coffee and, and have a fun conversation with you. So till next time, be blessed. <laughs>